Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's Todd Feinberg. It's Todd Feinberg. Monday through Friday, 3 till 6 on WTIC News Talk 1080. Uh, just to uh, clarify for, for Dave from Cheshire, who we were just talking to, uh, I'm not getting agitated, you know, about you. It's nothing personal. It's about this. Uh, the logic of the situation that we have to fight wars for other countries and that's our obligation i think that mindset we need to challenge in ourselves the desire to explain that which is inexplicable the idea that we have to rule the world and and you have to go to work and pay for it every day tom and harwinton hi yeah hi i had to call in because you had you had an interesting call uh that mentioned the holomador uh you know, what people don't realize is uh, we're not defending a democracy, a quote-unquote democracy in uh, Ukraine. Uh, Zelensky is a planted Khazarian uh, 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 plant that we put in during the 2014 Maidan coup which was funded by the CIA. Just so we don't have much time, so try to make a point that we can understand as quickly as you can. Like, what, would, would it ex make sense to you if it was a democratic country? Do, do we have to defend all democracies? Like, I, I don't see the logic yeah, but, in this situation well, any I, way you want to carve it. What I'm being, what we're being sold is, is we're defending a democracy. Ukraine is not a democracy. Zelensky imprisons a uh, 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 press that goes against him. He imprisons uh, political people that go against him. Mm -hmm. the, we're not defending a democracy. Okay. Okay. Yep. Zelensky, we're not defending a democracy. So we've got that. Yeah. I don't know what difference it makes. I've got to hold you right there, Tom, but thank you for the call. 860-522-9842. Is it our obligation to defend other countries that are democracies? We're not a democracy. Let's go to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Mark Christopher's off today. We're going to check in with Ian Stark. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Good afternoon. It's WTIC. We're talking about the war. And uh, so last caller is saying that 
this guy Zelensky is a prop. He's not really a Democratic guy, not a guy we should feel all wonderful about, touchy-feely about, which is the way we've been messaged by our own government. And uh, I don't refute that point. I just don't think on any level we should go along with this. I don't believe that even if this were some wonderful country filled with people who liked to go vote for their leaders and and their leadership was chosen by their vote, that's what a democracy, well, that's part of what a democratic system is. Um, Say they had the most democratic system in the world. Does that mean we have to defend them? Well, you can say we have treaties, but I don't know why we have treaties. What are we doing with those treaties? Why were they signed? Those are anti-American, it seems to me, those treaties. Carol, hi, you're on WTIC. Oh, I, I thought um, for the food, um, maybe uh, salads. It could be a lobster salad. It could be a chef salad. It could be That's a great topic idea. I'm going to put that you know, right down on my list. Don't get, what people don't get is the dressing. Like, you go out to, you know, you look on the back of a bottle of dressing, it's like 180 calories for, you know, a, a tablespoon. All right, but when we do the topic, you have to call in and make this comment. But it's a great idea for a topic. I, I think, yeah, I mean, people want to try to lose weight, but they don't realize that, you know, the dressing yeah, is Yeah, make your own dressing than- out of something simple and... and uh dietetic you're right those things those dressings that you get at the store oh my they'll kill you they're more than what you get they're more calories in the salad carol thank you for the suggestion i don't want to talk about it now because we do that in the five o'clock hour but i appreciate the suggestion joining us right now is andrew ria drew welcome to wtic part of our young liberty guy segment and i appreciate you you're the third young person from pennsylvania that we've had on i appreciate you coming on yes sir thanks so much for having me so you're the growth manager for the libertarian party is that for the state of pennsylvania uh that is for the national party i'm on the for the national National party committee's staff so you're like the young guy who's charged with uh getting libertarian being younger in their recruitment and image and stuff. That's always the goal, yes, sir. All right. Tell us about uh, this Liberty thing and how it's working out for you. How did you get into the Liberty business? You're in your early 20s, is that right? Yes, yeah, I'm 24 right now. Okay, how did you get into the Liberty thing? That's actually kind of a funny story. So I never really cared about politics or or news growing up. Um, I was a big sports guy. Uh, growing up in in Western Pennsylvania, and so that was my main focus for most of my uh, childhood and growing up. Okay. And then my uh, my senior year of high school, I had a phenomenal uh, history teacher who uh, I had for for history and for economics and a government course, and really just kind of going over the the founding documents, um, the Declaration, the Constitution, and then also going through some of the Federalist Papers. Uh, I really kind of got upset at what had been created and what had happened to that creation in, in such a short time. And How so, far we have traveled um, from what our origins were. Yes. Yeah. That that was kind of that, that kind of shock factor of, wow, you know, this is what was intended. And, you know, look at where we are now. That's really what, what kind of drew me in. And 
Uh, it was actually James Madison in, in Federalist Paper 10 who was, you know, talking about this idea of faction or political parties. In uh, Washington, you know, hated political parties, didn't think they had any place. And it was actually Madison in Federalist 10 that said that liberty is to faction what error is to fire. Essentially, you know, this idea of political parties, yes, it is, is bad. You do not want a majority ruling over a minority. But to take away people's ability to, you know, voluntarily associate uh, would be to take away their liberty. And so. OK, but, um, but so, Drew, let me hold you there because I know I asked you how you got into this, but I feel like we have a handle on that. And it's a it's a good thing. So you got excited about the design of small government and the inspiration behind it. And that is that you're going to have the best society when markets decide what we do with our resources, what we do with our public policy, when the people decide, not the special interests, the rigged government systems working in cahoots with uh, special interests in the community, or worse, creating special interests just so they can scam us like they do with public sector unions and other things. So what was it that was wrong about those founding documents that you fell in love with that made it possible for us to end up now with King George again? Exactly. Yeah. So that that they originally led me down the path. And then I uh, discovered some of the works through uh, one of your former guests, Benjamin Seavers. I uh, discovered some of the works of uh, Ludwig von Mises and Murray Rothbard. Uh, and that kind of led me to anarcho-capitalism, which I believe, um, you know, as a philosophy, is the logical conclusion of, liber- of limited government, of property rights of free markets and the idea And this is the idea liberty. that really that we should self-govern that and this is what they were talking about in the founding it it's like they got right to the line you know to the edge of the cliff but they didn't have the courage to jump off but the jumping off would be to take us over to a system where the people controlled all the decisions that got made and there wasn't a government in the way that we see it today that we have to have some entity that controls our lives. Is that right? Exactly. Yes. Uh, after reading Mises's uh, just destruction of not just socialism and communism, but also um, of basically central planning, uh, I, I kind of came to the realization that ultimately, you know, the state is not the answer. Um, it's not that, you know, it's not working right. You know, it's, it's a, fundamentally flawed idea of how humans should organize themselves and uh yeah that's basically been my mission since that uh to to find ways where humans can organize themselves voluntarily and to increase that participation in our society can you give most people get freaked out by this idea and i understand because i was there not so long ago i've only recently taken the leap and part of my the necessity of me taking the leap eventually came from developing an understanding of just how hopeless our government is and how the motivation of people hold power is clearly only to perpetuate their own power and to expand it. So given that, it's a flawed idea to have government. But the trouble is you immediately go to, well, how would we do this and how would we do that yeah. and what would happen here? Was it, how do you convince people that self-governance is the way to go as opposed to having corrupt government, which by definition all government is? Yeah, so I think the best approach to take when, when trying to you know, communicate these ideas to people 
where it's really foreign to them uh, is to first off explain that, you know, even the, the greatest anarcho-capitalist philosophers never said that they had all of the answers, right? When you're talking about anarcho-capitalism as a philosophy, yeah, that's but you exactly can't what start there. Is, uh, Save that. First, you've got to be able to give. You've got to be a sell people first. You can't sell them by saying, "Look, we don't have all the answers." Well, that's not a sales pitch. Well, this you know, is, you can't sell like a to car do. to me by saying, "Well, look, we didn't make the best car in the world." You don't start but there. This is this is why I like to start there because it it kind of draws the guard down, right? So now we're not talking about the minutia that they're very concerned about, right? We're talking about the overall philosophy. We can get into the minutia later, but when I explain to them the philosophy as this kind of abstract concept, then we can start applying it to the specifics. And when you do that, it really brings people, you know, uh, like big conservatives. It brings even uh, even some socialists that I've talked to. It brings them into the conversation. And when you lay out the argument to them that you know this this is a this is a flawed system. It's not just that it isn't working correctly. When you explain to them these concepts of self-determination, um, of you know private governance, that you know a lot of these institutions that they're concerned about losing, they you know education happened before the Department of Education, right? Yes. Um, you know, our our security as a nation was was provided way before it was in our own hands before we budget. had a military. Exactly. You know these these concepts and these services that government provides, not only were they provided before government, but honestly, it's my belief, especially at the local level, that these services are being severely hindered by a government monopoly. I believe that a lot of the things, especially, like I said, at the local level that the government provides would be, those services would be a lot better and a lot cheaper if given over to the, to the private market. So we're talking to Drew Ria. He is uh, he works for the Libertarian Party in the state of Pennsylvania, but he's more libertarian than the libertarians are because he believes actually in, in that we should move to a system of no government. And he said something I find interesting, which is that that's the natural conclusion. And that's what I concluded. If you logically think about what the founders were doing, they were trying to say that there is no role for government in our world except to protect our rights. And they established a government whose job was to protect our rights. And they defined those rights in the founding documents in very inspiring and eloquent and historically significant terms that we have the right to our own. They were essentially building on this idea we've been talking about, that we have the right to our own bodies and therefore we have the right to our own uh, the, the fruits of our own labors, and therefore we can't be infringed upon at all, and our government has to protect us from infringement, most of all from what government does to us. And the worst thing government does is take the fruits of our labor, take our money away to do whatever they want with, which is the condition we live in now, which is why I say it's a King George condition. So do you find people respond well to that, Drew? Yes, absolutely. And the, the main point that I always try to get to um, when talking philosophy and, and how to apply that philosophy to modern politics is essentially we have this runaway train and both parties are fully intent on letting that train run us into tyranny. All we want to do is turn the, is, is stop the train, right? And, and back it up. Let's bring it back. 
you know, let's let's turn this thing around because we're going to a very dark place. And so, you know, my, like I said, personally, I'm an anarcho-capitalist philosophically, but I have no bones working with anybody that sees what's going on right now and wants to bring it back. We can figure it out on the way back to Sam. So when you say bring it back, you're, what you're saying is you don't want to fight over what the final destination is, like exactly where we stop. You want to get the ball rolling in terms of restoring the intention of the founders. And then we can quibble over how, you know, what the finish line is when we get closer. Exactly. We've got to start moving in that direction. Yeah, where we stand right now uh, with the size and the scope of the federal government, if somebody wants to work with me to bring it back to pre-COVID days, let's let's work there. Let's get if they want to get off yeah. there, that's great. If they want to bring it, it back, it would be a miracle to freeze our the growth of our government so that everybody understood there was going to be no expansion, not to not to accommodate inflation, not to accommodate some new military comp, nothing. Let's just freeze it and then start with that and start rolling it back uh, as a second step. Exactly. Let's 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 stop the insanity and work our way back to reality. And I truly do think that it, it is possible. Like I said, um, you know, there's been a there's been a great expansion of, of people concerned about what's going on just in their own local community. Yes, but I, I, I want to ask the, you something more specific since you're 24 years old, and I assume you just got out of, uh, what is that college that you went to, Grove City College? Is that it? I actually, I went to uh, Waynesburg University, which is still in Pennsylvania, about, I would say, two hours from Grove City. Okay, but not with the other guys. All right, I'm sorry I misunderstood that. So so when you no talk with other kids your age, well, we just have a minute left, so give me something quick on this. What kind of response do you, does anybody get on board with your ideas or do they, where do, how do they respond? Sometimes um, I've had a few friends that I've, that I've converted over, over to the, the party and the ideology. Um, but a lot of times what I go for, especially with people that drastically disagree with me is I just want to shift the Overton window towards Liberty. I want them to open up their, to try to open up their mind to the ideas mm-hmm of some of these concepts. And if I can do that and, and kind of get them started on the way towards us, uh, I feel pretty confident that throughout the, the trials and tribulations of life, they'll, they'll come to understand the philosophy more. Well, it's fun to talk with you. You're a really good uh, spokesman for this and, and a clear thinker. I, I love that you've uh, come to all the same places I have. So I, I feel reinforced by your young logic and uh do you have any place online you want people to go to check out some of your ideas absolutely so anybody that is listening that is interested in this i encourage you to go to tinyurl.com slash wtic 1080 there you will find a custom link to join the libertarian party i really encourage it um you'll get emails some of which are, are written by myself uh, and also check out Armstrong County Libertarian Party on Facebook. I am the chair of our, our local uh, wow. chapter, and we're doing some good stuff. So if you're interested in this stuff, those are two great places to get started. Drew Ria, thank you so much, sir. Great to meet you, and let's uh, have another conversation again soon. Absolutely. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. We're going to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Ian Stark in for Mark Christopher today. Miss. 
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Don't stress. Listen to the podcast at WTIC.com or on the free Odyssey app. WTIC in a half hour, we do order up our food and dining and cooking and all that kind of show. That's how we wrap up our week. But right now we're talking to Don in East Hartford. Hey, Don. Hey, Todd. Listen, I just want to run two numbers by you. Um, the, the number of military deaths during George Bush, Afghanistan, Iraq war was 6,951 deaths. And, and for and for the private contractors, it was seven thousand eight hundred and twenty, and these are Americans from from George Bush, the actions of George Bush. And I didn't hear any Republican talking about that up to this day. They is forgotten about that, them two wars that George Bush took America into, and, and all of these lives were lost. Mm-hmm. And here we are now at twenty twenty two, twenty three, and we and we 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 losing our minds because. Biden is just sending some 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 
sending well, money. We're not losing our minds. We're having a conversation about whether it's a good idea for us to be brainwashed as a country into going along with an excursion that could turn out to be another Iraq that has already killed way more people. But but the, the Republicans supported George Bush when he did that, and 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 so and, and, do you. So you want me to be quiet? I'm I'm just saying you got to be fair. You have to be fair because the, the Afghan and and the Iraqis did not invade new. They did not was was wasn't in um was not responsible yeah. for nine eleven. Those yeah. two countries. It was it was Saudi Arabia. And America didn't go to Saudi Arabia. They went to two countries that had nothing to do with it. Yes, we did recreational war. That's what we do. We fight wars in order to feed the military-industrial complex, I guess, and to feed the careers of the people starting the wars because wars are good business for politicians. And uh, who knows whatever else it does. But One one final point before I get cut off. I think I saw, I heard it, or I saw it somewhere where there are excess of 700 um, Ukrainians living in Connecticut that they were given refugee. And people, I saw today where people were asking, how can we help these people? I don't hear anybody asking, how can we help these Hispanics that come into, that came into this, the, the, to America illegally, or the, or the Asians? They were having a fit when, 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 they, when, when these Hispanics came into Connecticut. We don't want them here. Why are they and blaming the governor and having a fit because Hispanics were coming into Connecticut illegal. But here we are granting refugee status to Ukrainians and people are asking, how oh, can we help? I'm, I, I'm, oh, I got I'm you done. Okay, so you're saying we were inconsistent on that. I've got to hold you right there, but thank you for the call. Always good to hear from you, Don. Let's find out how the ride home is going from the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. It's Friday. You know, it can be busy on the roads. Ian Stark checking it out for us. I'm Ian Stark from the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center, 91 South. Still got big problems out there in Windsor due to a crash in the air of exit 35B. So things are slowing down southbound and northbound between exits 39 and 40 due to a crash as you make your way towards the airport. Southbound, a new one. Things do get better once you're past that accident scene until you get to about exit 20 in Middletown where traffic slows down again. Uh, all the way to exit 18 for 691. As for 84, you're seeing westbound traffic anywhere from exit 56 out to exit 46. Eastbound, you will see delays as you make your way from exit 44 back to 91 south. Also watch out on westbound, too, for delays from the Wilbercross heading up towards 84. Traffic and weather together on the 8th. WTIC News Talk 1080. Now back to the Don Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Well, just like that, we are back at it. 860-522-9842. We're going to talk to Jim Watkins in just a minute, but let's talk to Chris first in Berlin. Hi, Chris. Chris, come in, please. Chris, you there? Oh, hey, Todd. Yes, I am. I'm sorry. Okay, My suggestion for 5 o'clock? Yeah. If, if I asked you to dinner and I asked you to bring an appetizer, what would you bring and how would you make it? Ah, I like that. I'm always recipe. looking for appetizer recipes. Interesting. So you you like appetizers better than entrees? Better than the meal, yeah. Yeah. That happens in restaurants. All right, Chris, you know what? I'm adding that to the list for today. I've got some good ideas for today, and I'll add that one in. Thank you so much for that. R.P. Wallingford. Hi, R.P. Oh, hi, Todd. Um, well, very. this isn't what I wanted to talk about, but very quickly, as far as Ukraine is concerned, I don't trust one penny going over there. 
I mean, are they ever going to pay us back? <laughs> I mean, why, why? I don't understand like you. Why are we paying for this war? Did you say <laughs> that's not no what sense. you wanted to talk about? Well, no, I, I wanted to touch on that. But but basically, I called the governor's office about that 1% um, tax that they levied in 2019 on your restaurant mm-hmm. um, purchases. And, um, you know, the first thought I had about that was, why would you take 1% out of the community to send 1% or actually send half a percent back to the community? I, what, what is the, what's the thought process behind well, that? Well, come no on. Sense. The bookie well, has to get is. a piece of the it's action. Defined. Yeah, well, it's going into the general fund, as you probably heard. And so far, none of it has gone to any restaurant related or it was supposed to go back to restaurants or to the community or municipalities. Um, but I called my my um, my state rep at Craig Fishbine and I said, well, what's going to trigger this money being released into where it's supposed to go. And he said, there is no trigger. (laughs) You know, RP, it's back to that Dan Malloy cut. They they essentially, they say whatever to get more money and they need the money to pay the, the VIG on buying all the votes of those state union workers. You know, that's just what it is. RP, thank you for the call. I want to get to our guests, but I appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Okay. 860-522-9842. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Jim Watkins is here. Jim Watkins, who every time we talk is launching another website. What's this? Uh, what's your new your new positioning, Jim? I'm very excited about the new uh, final. Oh, it's a good one, Todd. It's yeah. good. But before I say answer that, okay. I say egg rolls, egg rolls or taquitos. If you're that's coming over, I, that's what you bring. Yeah, because you just stop off at the store, throw them in the oven for 15, 20 minutes, and you've got a nice appetizer that everybody loves. So you, you're saying your only criteria is that you don't have to put any effort into it? That's exactly right. That's the only way to be. <laughs> Maybe that's why I don't get invited to many. Uh, yeah, it might be uh, why you get to stay home so much these days. Jim's huh? <laughs> egg rolls. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I've been listening to this, and I, I have thoughts about Ukraine uh, today we're going out to celebrate the one-year anniversary. We thought we'd pick up some Ukrainian food, <laughs> some Ukrainian some beer. Ukrainian and egg rolls. Uh, Ukrainian egg rolls. Yeah, I. Uh, you know, this one is way beyond me. Does anybody know? Does anybody in your audience know about Nord Stream uh, and that we blew it up? Uh, the great uh, reporter journalist. I forget his last name. Uh, Schumer. Uh, you know who I'm talking about, but he did this expose like two weeks ago that basically said that we, the CIA, went in and blew up that Nord Stream pipeline Mm -hmm. uh, for the specific purpose of making sure that Europe could not be leveraged by Putin, who by then was supplying most of the energy to Europe. And and add to this that we've diminished our own stockpile. So, you know, I, I don't know what this foreign policy is all about, but I do know this. Jake Sullivan, this is now the second time. He's the man that mastermind-minded the entire Russian-Trump collusion with the fax machine. Remember the fax machine? Yes. Remember when supposedly Trump was sending faxes to Moscow, but it turned out to be a New Jersey fax machine that was sending promotional materials to a hotel? Mm -hmm. Anyway, that was Jake Sullivan's idea. Thank you, Jake. And now he orchestrates this Nord Stream sabotage. Uh, which has been kept kept under rats. I, I I think the way the Ukraine war will end uh, is that Jake will con- convince.
Biden to allow Donbass to be bargained away. He'll he'll just give up the Donbass. He'll convince Zelensky that they've got to end the war just before the elections because Joe will believe that by doing so, he will win re-election. That's my theory. So that's what you think is going on here. This is a real. Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking at another year, six months, 16 months, maybe of this war, uh, because Joe ultimately does not have an exit strategy here right now. For some strange reason, he's being allowed to spend a lot of money. And I, 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 don't, I honestly it almost sounds like he's trying to drag us into World War Three. Do I think Putin should go back and leave? Yes, absolutely. Do I think he's, he's a bad guy, a bad actor and all this? I think so. Uh, but, you know, Biden isn't the negotiator we need right now. And neither is that other guy, Blinken. Uh, so, but well, I do believe that we just need to mind our own business. Well, that would be great because we have really no business being there. I, but your other caller made a really good point. Uh, I don't know if I can say the B word, but we own Ukraine. That, that is our 51st state, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the amount of resources... Uh, Zelensky will do whatever we want him to do for the rest of, of Zelensky's life. That there's just we wanted a puppet government. We want to own Ukraine. We want to have presence in the in the eastern region there. That's a very tra- tra- well traveled region, uh, and it's a breadbasket. So it's it's Biden's way of getting the American empire into uh, Southeast Asia. Well, and, that, uh, but that's assuming any of this is controllable. So the uncontrollable features of being involved with Ukraine are the much more likely outcomes, right? The idea that you alluded to, that this is World War III or that, that we could be involved here for decades. Those are the realistic things. So those must have big benefits for somebody in the position of president of the United States. That is uh, feeding yeah. the military machinery and making sure that voters who normally might stray to Somebody new uh, in in peacetime are held in place by wartime, things like that? I thought about that. But it, the thing is, we're running out of money. I mean, that is the... You, that, is that stopping them in any way? Well, it's going to end up destroying the U.S. economy. This is what has all the economists worried, because we have a massive debt, 32000 or trillion. trillion. We could never pay even the interest at this point. So where is that money going to come from? Is it going to come from... Uh, 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 selling weapons to Ukraine, and they'll have to pay us back and land, I suppose. But uh, eventually the money will run out. And if if it does turn out to be that Taiwan becomes the next theater of action, which some predict, then we need to save some of those weapons for ourselves. So it's just, it's a mess. It's just, this is the, the worst thing that, you, the, you know, you couldn't have made a better, a worse presidency for for any president. I mean, Joe is really good at being a bad president, don't you think? Yes, but I prefer not to personalize it to him because I'm trying to get a handle <laughs> on exactly what our government is all about. And it's hard. Well, like, like we had a caller a few minutes ago who was, who was defending this, and he was giving the standard defenses of how we have to keep, uh, we're, you know, we, we're a lot, we've got an alliance in, in NATO that we have to, we have an obligation to defend them. But why? Why do we have that obligation? Why do we make that obligation? Why do we approve of that obligation? Why do we insist wow. on going from one stupid military excursion to another? Well, I mean, there are some benefits. We can open up a lot more McDonald's. We, you know, ultimately this is about power, and and limiting the influence that Putin would have in the region. I mean, I think that's 
at the root of all of this is we want American hegemony, not Russian hegemony in those areas, particularly yeah, but, the eastern. But, but you just talked about what I think is the prevailing uh, situation for us, and that is we are weakening ourselves by pursuing all this power. And and if you know we don't that, have, uh, if we can't yeah. pay our bills, and we eliminate all cause and effect in the way we make economic decisions, then that's a much bigger price to pay than letting Putin expand. And by the way, expanding, if Putin expanded, look at how incompetent they are. They remind, those Russians remind me of us in terms of how arrogant they were about their military abilities and how weak they and unable to do anything they are in actuality. I suspect we're looking at ourselves. I'm not I'm not worried as much as some people are about nuclear war unless Biden just keeps pushing the issue of trying to, you know, the war crime stuff that they were talking about earlier this week. You know, those that kind of rhetoric, you know, we're going to put them up on all that's going to do is make the guy desperate. And if you want, you know, the, what did I tell you before? I said, never make it, n never pick a fight with a man who has nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. uh, if, if we wait it out long enough, if he's got Parkinson's, which some people say that Putin does, then eventually he will fade away. But, you know, you're right. Russia is too weak. They've been depleted. They never did get back their stock that they invested in World War II. Think of how many Russians not only died in World War II, but died afterwards under Stalin. I mean, uh, it's no wonder that you have so many Russian women trying to hook up with American men because there aren't any Russian men. And the ones that are there are all, you know, drunk on vodka. So it's just a bad situation for the people in Russia. But right, you so know what? I'm sorry, finish up. Just, I, you know, but we could negotiate peace today and save everybody a lot of headache if we would just, if we would just do it. And I don't know why this president hasn't figured that out yet. So before you go, are we going to mention your new website? And Oh, sure. Uh, speakingoutamerica.com. I'm sticking with it. Speakingoutamerica.com. Yeah, I did a whole uh, dissertation today about Biden and uh, what I call Biden's folly. And, and when we'll know when he has absolutely gone mad, it's actually very clever. But uh, speakingoutamerica.com, original articles. And, of course, I always talk about you when and promote uh, your wonderful station. Well, so, thank you. Speakingoutamerica.com. Yeah. And you have a podcast on there, too, or just written word? Podcast, articles, and links to what I think are articles that Americans need to read that the mainstream media tends to hide from us, like the Nord Stream. Read up on the Nord Stream. It's a pretty okay. interesting story. Thank yeah. you, Jim Watkins. Go to speak, what is it? Speakingoutamerica. Speakingoutamerica.com. Watkins, we'll talk right. to you again soon. Have a good weekend, Todd. You too. Thank you so much, sir. 860-522-9842. Let's talk to Jeremy in Waterbury. Hello, Jeremy. How you doing today? What's up? Um, I'm not very knowledgeable on this, so that's why I'm going to ask you. But uh, where is the U.N. involved in any of this stuff? Isn't Russia one of the permanent members of the U.N.? And aren't, isn't the U.N. supposed to be protecting human rights and peace? It's, so I was interesting. Just wondering. it's interesting you mentioned that. I was actually uh, thinking a similar thought this morning. Like, where is the world community looking to shut us down or shut Putin down or shut the Chinese? You know, but the, the point of the U.N. is, I think, at its essence, is that we are, it's supposed to be our agent for 
pushing around other countries. And, and our agency for, for uh, being able to do that. And they remain silent, the UN remains silent and not doing much in response because it's us. And we're trying to run the world and keep everything peaceful in the world by fighting wars. I feel like if everyone that's part of the UN jumped in alongside us, it may just push everything away, you know, put down what Putin's trying to do and things like that. Well, Europe would do that, but a lot of the rest of the world would um, split up, you know, because a lot of Mm -hmm. the there are a lot of countries that don't agree with us doing our thing, running around and telling other countries what to do. And there's a lot of resentment in the world as well. So that would not necessarily go smoothly. And Mm -hmm. it's hard to say how votes would turn out because, you know, there there are. on the Security Council, those countries that are original members are in a position to uh, veto whatever they want to veto. So the U.N. isn't the best vehicle for these things, necessarily. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Jeremy, for the call. Anyway, the world doesn't want peace as much as it wants prosperity, and some people prosper in war. 8605229842. We are going to get a news update, then we're going to do Order Up, our last hour of the week. Order Up, we talk food, and we got some great questions that listeners have donated to us, so we'll make use of some of those. And right now we're going to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center for a Friday afternoon commute. It's, it's busy. Let's check in with Ian Stark. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 